was told you were coming. A slayer. Himself stuck, rather like a, a cork in a bottle. My ascension is almost here. Jeez. I don't like vampires. I'm gonna take a stand and say they're not good. Fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this way. Heidi ho, camperinos. Oh, God. Welcome to Beers with Buffy. Long time no see, kids. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And boy, have we got a humdinger of an episode <sighs> for you today. I don't know that I would describe it as a humdinger. Well, how the shit else are we going to make this an interesting episode, Rex? We're just going to have to lie. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, we're going to have to lie. So today's episode, <laughs> we we get to tell you all about it and how it was just the most fast-paced, <sighs> endearing, heartfelt, <laughs> deeply written just my god the child actor uh, that they have working alongside the master doesn't annoy me completely at all <laughs> he's not even slightly awkward <laughs> not even a little he's he's better than Haley joe goddamn husband <laughs> and nobody was even dead the whole episode before they told us well, I was, was going to ask you for the mom synopsis, but I think that was it right I there. Like, yeah, I just accidentally did it. Uh, yeah, well, let's, oh, we can just skip yeah, that today. Yeah. What are you doing, Joshua? There, I did the voice. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. So it's been a couple weeks. I think yeah, it's going to be we, a shorter episode than usual. Yeah. Uh, Rex has a surprise for us, apparently. Uh I made him not tell me. I don't. I didn't have to try very hard. It's not a surprise. I just I looked something up and did a little bit of reading on it, and it ho hopefully will fill out a little of this episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you didn't uh, reveal to me what this topic is, so I'm looking forward to the impromptu thing. It's not that exciting. Okay. It's more exciting, I think, than this episode was. But you know what the. Uh, <laughs> Before we start, did it did it feel like maybe this episode was not made by the same fucking people who made the last one? <laughs> I think I think they just took a few user comments. <laughs> Where was and this just, was in two thousand seven or sorry nineteen ninety seven? Email existed. There had to have been a bulletin board somewhere <laughs> or something. They had they got letters. Yeah, like snail mail. So they answered some snail mail and said, "Fuck it, let's make an episode out of it." Oh god. Yeah. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. Give, 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 give me more. Nights I shall walk in the Hold on. You've got something here. Huh? So, okay, let, we'll just start from the top here. It opens on the Master's Lair. It sure did. And just from this point on, I'm, I'm going to say this now. None of these scenes are good. Not even a little. <laughs> not a one. I found my mind wandering more often than not. I checked my phone at least four times <laughs> watching this episode. <laughs> I, I was just really <laughs> admiring the, the Master's makeup job. Like it's it's pretty it is pretty good makeup. It's pretty decent filmmaker. Um, but we we open up to the master sitting there with his he's in a fuck his fucking throne with his hand out with some like stones in his hand and the fucking <laughs> kid is like throwing rocks into the fucking hellmouth. Is that what was going on? I guess. Yeah, like, I vaguely recall that now. Like it. Huh. Jesus Christ, the Master's Lair has got to be the most boring fucking place. <laughs> well, you're not kidding. So, we we introduce... He's he's trying to kill Buffy. He wanted to, we must get rid of the Slayer, but yeah. how? Oh, and no. Darla so, is like, oh, let me kill him. But he doesn't let her for some please, reason. Please, Master Master, let me kill him for you. We shall use the three. Wait, what? Why haven't yeah. you been using them all along? I, so enter this 80s hairband 
Klingon fusion thing. We'll, hold on, we'll get there. <laughs> I want to. I want to make note that I wrote the master is dumb four times in my notes. Oh, at least <laughs> I can think of at least one that I, I'm gonna rail on when we so, get there. Yeah. So he's like, send in the three, and then it, it cuts. Yeah. Uh, it cuts to the fumigation party at the bronze. Yeah, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> I didn't even waste too many brain cells trying to figure it out. Apparently, the bronze every year has a fumigation party where for every cockroach you kill, you get a free drink, and then they close down for like three days to fumigate. <laughs> okay. Apparently. <laughs> That sounds I like... I think I don't want to hang out at the bronze anymore. No. <laughs> that sounds like a building code, a health violation nightmare. Yeah. For starters. Yeah, exactly. Also, there was this really cute girl who picked up a cockroach and looked like she was having a good time doing it. Excuse me? Yeah, I... So, I... <sighs> I can't even. Moving along. <laughs> So the whole the whole thing that I actually looked up and I, I like I legitimately read into this and did some research. Uh-huh. And I have a question for you about this. Have have you heard and I'm I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, it's like the the Bechdel or the Bechdel test. Huh? Have you heard have you heard of this where it's eh? the, it's a it's a it's a test to test whether or not a f- film or TV show is positive for women. Uh, so the whole premise. Oh, this, is is this our surprise? Yes. Subject. Yes. So so Yay. the whole the whole premise of this Bechdel test or whatnot is basically Bechdel. The criteria is a movie has to have to pass this test. Say feminist and enter. Pretty much. <laughs> so the the movie or TV show has to pass this test by having more than. One female character mm. and two female characters have to have scenes together mm. where they don't talk about a boy. Uh oh. Oh. Now my question to you is: This show is supposed to be written by a feminist? Yeah. Who? It's it's supposed, questionable. It's supposed to be all super. <laughs> hey. We like vaginas, and not because that's where our dicks go so and much as... there is not a single fucking scene in this entire episode where Buffy and Willow don't talk about boys. Ooh, guilty as uh, Here's charged. my question to you. Uh, Looking back at the past six uh, episodes yeah. before this, how often do you remember them not talking about boys when it's just those two in the scene? You know, now I kind of want to go back and check. I don't think it's many. It's not many. You're right. They do talk about boys an awful lot. Like, and one of my main questions for this episode is, Willow, can you please get the fuck over Xander already? Yeah. How low is your self-esteem? Also, nice guy Xander learned nothing last episode. I wouldn't say <laughs> nothing. Uh, not absolutely nothing, but he did relapse a bit on the dick bag factor. Oh, yeah. So... Excuse me, may I rub my bag of we dicks? Go, we go into the bronze, and Buffy and Willow are You give me blue balls here, there. man. I was trying to make a joke <laughs> I'm about a bag of dicks. <laughs> Whatever. Just keep going. So... Blue balls. <laughs> God damn it, Josh. So Willow and Buffy are talking about boys. Boys. And dudes. Cut to cut to Xander on the dance floor. Yeah. And he runs into Cordelia. Mm. And he legitimately gives a good burn to Cordelia here because Cordelia is like yelling at him for stepping on his her $2,200 shoes. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, didn't they take didn't she take an awful lot of time talking to him? Yeah. It's almost like uh, I think the lady really... the lady doth protest too much. Yes. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> she and then seems he calls to be her making a whore, it a point like bluntly. Yeah. Um, he specifically he says, "I don't think this dress looks any makes you look anything like a hooker." Like everyone was saying. Oh, a hooker! You're right. Yeah, my bad. Same definition. He didn't say a whore at all. It's a pretty good burden, but and he just beelines away immediately. Yes, 
I liked the formula of the burn, not so much the content. Right. Yeah. Moving along. I mean, it worked for 1997. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they just, you know, Buffy decides she's just sad because she doesn't have a boy and oh, decides no. to walk home. And Willow's like, what about Angel? And and Buffy's like, you should hook up with Xander. I'm not sure why, but so he'll leave me alone. And, <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to say anything cool or, or witty or at all. I, I can usually make a few vowel sounds and then I have to go away. I don't mean to interrupt your downward mobility. Yeah. You're the Slayer and we're like the Slayerettes. Oh, please. So Buffy leaves and starts walking home yep. and she runs into the three. <laughs> yeah. So Which they look pretty badass, you know, considering they're actually wearing like armor and shit and they have like scars and they're each mis- missing an eye. I mean and they look like eighties hairband Klingons. Badass. Which I'm <laughs> oh, yeah, I- I'm on board with that. Cool. Which begs the question though. Why the fuck hasn't he just been using these guys all along? Where exactly. the shit did these assholes come from? Exactly. So, anyway, it looks like Buffy's actually in trouble for a second. I wasn't sure why she left the bronze so suddenly, but... She left the bronze suddenly because she was sad. Oh. But here's the thing, though. These three jump her, and they just grab a hold of her, and she barely can fight back. Yeah. We have seen her go against worse odds than this. Right. And, like, there's no reason that she should need help with these assholes. But they were wearing steel hockey pads. <laughs> and that one dude's hair was so crimped. So crimped. So crimped. <laughs> I can't even. Isn't, isn't I can't even just kind of the modern day equivalent of, well, I never. It is, I think. <laughs> it, it, if Cordelia was alive today. Like, if she was a teenager today, she would say, I can't even. I'm having very much difficulty executing an even. Yes. (laughs) So. (laughs) So, Angel saves her from the three. Yeah, he doesn't jump in until after the opening sequence, though. And I'm like, oh, thank God. I thought the plot was about to get complicated for a second. And they they fight them off, and they run back to Buffy's house. And she lives shockingly close to the bronze. Shockingly close. Like, they run for, like, a block. Yeah, if that. <laughs> you know, I mean, but they both have supernatural speed. I mean, Buffy doesn't understand why he has supernatural speed. She thinks he's just some dude. Yeah, she Ooh. hasn't picked up on this yet. Yeah, and I'm like, Yee! everyone in this episode is dumb. <laughs> I'm like... Actually, that was one of my notes. I was like, wait, she doesn't know he's a vampire yet? God damn, how long is it going to take? Well, turns out, that's what this whole episode is yeah. about. And the, by the way, we forgot to introduce the title of the episode. Oh, yeah. Everybody take a wild guess now. What's the title? It's I Angel. I didn't actually look it up. It's Angel. It's yeah. just Angel. Ugh. <laughs> Dude, they did not have enough fucking interaction in the six episodes that they had to warrant this episode yeah they did not there isn't enough foundation to warrant this episode at all nope and it shows but they shoehorned it in there every single time they're on screen together it feels (laughs) awkward i don't know their kisses were pretty steamy i'm not gonna lie that's it like (laughs) anytime they talk to each other it's awkward dude it's fucking awkward. Uh, they're teenagers. Well, she he's was... two hundred and something. I mean, in real life, though, he's twenty something. Like, <laughs> hire a small child and put them on camera and have them not be awkward. Nobody <laughs> has pulled it off yet. Not that I've ever seen. So they 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 run into to Buffy's house, and I love how I don't know if you noticed this, but they did a very poorly like voiceover dub where you hear Buffy invite Angel in in, like, a hurry. She says something along the lines of, like, quick, come inside. And, like, that's uh, how... Like, I didn't that, even catch that. Yeah. And it's, like, it is It is unquestionably was not heard in that scene at all. They went back and they're like, oh, my God, she never invited Angel in. Mm-hmm. And so Angel's cut, and he, of course, immediately has to take off his shirt. Like, it's not even that bad of a cut. <laughs> no. I was like, really? You're bitching about that? You're not even immobilized even a little. No. 
and then immediately after she like eyeballs him and his muscles was he muscular i didn't notice rex not overly hmm i mean he definitely wasn't fat he looked better than me without a shirt on well (laughs) but that's not saying much (laughs) you said it not me uh hey i'm being honest oh we missed uh what did we miss? Angel had the stupidest opening line when he jumped into the fight. Oh, God. I, I couldn't. He said, good dogs don't fight. Or did he say he bite? He said bite. He said, he said bite. bite. Okay. I couldn't. But the f- audio was shit. I, yeah, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, that's dumb either There's way. a lot of moments where the audio is shit in this episode. Uh-huh. So it's just a bad episode. Oh, also, so like her mom, Buffy's mom catches her with Angel in the house. Uh, <laughs> the dumbass just walks up to her and he's like, hey, it's like, couldn't you tell Buffy was trying to cover so that her mom so that we wouldn't have to deal with her mom knowing that there's a boy in the house. And so her mom goes to bed anyway, and then she fakes Angel leaving and then they try to like synchronize their steps Going up the stairs by like a herd stomping of really loudly up the steps. <laughs> Elephants. Oh but yeah. my god. A large mammal of sorts. Like, yeah. you have the Slayer and a vampire, and neither of them can sneak around a fucking house? Seriously. It's like, stomp, stomp, stomp. Okay, this is fantastic. And so they're in Buffy's room, and it's immediately... Buffy is super awkward. Uh-huh. But in a way that she should be awkward. Like this the awkward that she's portraying in this scene is actually like good awkward. Yeah. Cuz she's like, "Oh, goodness, there's only one bed and two of us." Oh my, whatever shall we do? No. And they are they quote slightly argue about who's going to take the floor. Yeah. And he's a perfect gentleman and takes the floor. So Blabity blabity yabity yabity. He's like, she's like, who are you? Why do you fight vampires? And he's like, oh, you know, they killed my family. Yeah. Oh, your family's dead. Oh, no. And it uh, happened long ago. Yeah. I think he says something about being older than her. Yep. I don't know. Not a whole lot, but they hint at a few things that we figure out later this episode. He sleeps on the floor, doesn't try anything. Um. So we reconnoiter in the library. And then I wrote, Oh, hi, Mr. Nice Guy Xander. We yep. didn't miss you. Welcome back, dickbag. <laughs> I think all I wrote was, Xander, shut the fuck up. Hey, got your steak, steak. Hey, got your steak, 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 steak. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> there was a really good uh, couple of lines here between Willow and giles oh do tell which there are not we're it's gonna be slim pickings this episode to get a fucking quote of the day yeah absolutely so this line was uh giles is talking about the three Uh uh-huh and willow looks at him and says you always know what's going on i never know what's going on (laughs) and giles responds with you weren't here from midnight till 6 a.m researching and she says no, no, I was asleep. <laughs> yeah, I caught that. Uh, it was a subtle little uh, Willow moment. Two comments about this, though. Yeah. One, no, Giles never knows what's going on. Buffy <laughs> always knows what's going on. You're right. <laughs> this is one of the few times he does actually know what's going on. they must have caught that and been like, let's change that. If there's anybody who should know what's going on. The second thing is, when did he find out about the three? Yeah. If he was there from midnight to 6 a.m. researching, when the fuck did Buffy call him and say, we got attacked by the three? She sure as fuck didn't text him. You know what didn't exist back then? Texting. Texting. Huh. Like, how does he know? <laughs> how, like, I think she telegraphed him. <laughs> <laughs> Horseback courier. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Finally, a form of communication that I can understand. (laughs) (laughs) This is the stupidest fucking thing here is Xander 
oh my god immediately is like you should stay at my house and we'll tell we'll tell angel that he needs to get out of town for his safety oh yeah that the whole scene started with <sighs> wait he slept in your room and in your bed and she's like no beside my bed and i'm just like why did she tell him like this is how it sounds like too much information first of all and could he be mo any more transparent and she could she be any more just thoughtlessly forgiving of his behavior very oh, like God. this is also his behavior is so normalized it it's really kind is of just it's gross it's really starting to piss me yeah. off actually <laughs> even giles isn't like dude um calm down yeah a the girl's not into you b the girl's not into you <laughs> <laughs> and it only shows that Xander is just that fucking stupid at this point. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so the last thing that is said in this is um, Giles is like, oh, I don't think we'll really have to worry about the three too much because they will give their lives over to the master for their failure. You cut to the lair where the master is murdering the three. And, I, or rather letting Darla murder the three and here because is, they failed at their task. Yeah, and like, he's talking about... Uh, first off, yes, I don't get the dynamic that the master has with this kid. He's like, is he like <laughs> teaching the kid? But then there's there's certain bits yeah. where the kid is like, we should do this. And like, but the kid has... Giving guidance to him. Supposedly has all of this innate... Like... What what happened when the kid died and came back? Is it not a kid? Is, is it he a, kid? a vampire? Does like, he have like the soul of an ancient also, this was, something or rather? During the scene was the first time I noticed that there's a little bit of like effect done on his voice. Like, oh so, yeah, did you did you I notice that, that at the end of the episode? Yeah, I didn't. I never picked up on it before this. And Some I'm, sort I'm of ethereal if, reverb. Yeah. bullshit and. All I could think was, like, well, no wonder this motherfucker's stuck underground. Yeah. You're just frittering away your resources like, on nothing. They failed once. How did they even One. fail? They're not dead. They know where Buffy is. She ran into a house. What the fuck do you they expect them to do? Yeah. <laughs> they can't get in. How is this failing to the point of needing to murder her, them? Like, these guys are ancient. You don't think that something similar might have happened yeah, at some point no in time. shit. God. The, the dumbest plot point and the, just the most wasted. It, like, just as wasted he, as the fork guy from a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it was such a, uh, uh, uh. And, like, one of the, like... They try to write it off as a bit of humor too, because he's like, he's like talking to the kid, mm -hmm. and he he says, "I'm weary, and their deaths will be will bring me little joy." And the kid's like, "So we'll spare them." Uh, yeah. And Darla ends up killing him, and just as she starts killing him, he says, but "Of course, sometimes, sometimes a little is enough." Yeah, yeah. And it's a pretty good line. It was a good moment for him as an actor. Yes. Uh, he pulled it off. An awful moment for the character and for the plot. Yeah. Because no wonder you've killed all your fucking minions, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you, dude, you don't fucking deserve to, the title of the master at no. this point. You're just a fucking dipshit. And anybody who's following you at this point is a bigger dipshit. Uh, <sighs> so, yeah. So then it's time for weapons training. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. Right. Why the fuck is Giles even bothering? He doesn't seem to know shit about fighting. No, he does he, not. It's like, wait, 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 wait. You have to close down the whole... library during school hours to do this? First off, why the fuck are you even doing it during school hours? <laughs> shit. But <laughs> I find it hilarious that the whole fucking scene up until the point where Buffy kicks his ass and she does kick his ass very quickly. He's like, you have to learn the basics first and this will take hours and hours and hours of training. And, and he just starts like, swinging a stick at her. <laughs> uh, well, he, he's like, put on your pads. And she's like, I'm not wearing pads to fight you. 
And he, he says something along the lines of, oh, we shall see. Yeah, yeah. And then proceeds to get his ass kicked. Yeah, that's all I wrote about this scene. I said, G gets his ass whooped. That was it. It is, it is a little bit funny, though, because she picks up the crossbow in the very beginning of the scene, and she's like, Let, wait, I want to use this. And he's oh, like, we, that's too advanced. Oh, Buffy, we must learn the basics first. And she knocks him down once, and he's like, right, onto the crossbow. Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> it was a bit British, wasn't it? He didn't say that. But, and, it's, but it's in her opening theme song, and I really appreciate that. And awkwardly, all of a sudden, it's the end of the fucking day. Yep. And we go to, to back to Buffy's it house. It was the most shoehorned in scene. Yeah. Hey, back at Buffy's house. Which Angel has been at her fucking house in her room all fucking like, day. all day? So my question here was, wait, how did he avoid the sunlight? Uh, yeah. Which is uh, answered... Later in the episode, I'm not going to say anything right now. I'm going to save the punchline. So whatever, Angel's in her room. Did they even talk about anything? Um, she thought for a moment that he read her diary, but he did not read her diary. Oh yeah, the diary thing. And she was rambling on about how she's like, "A doesn't even stand for Angel," and oh, that's so intrusive that you read my diary. And like, I didn't, I didn't even want to kiss you that's and he's like i didn't read your diary your mom came in and cleaned some stuff while i was hiding in the closet and she moved your diary and she's like oh well that's awkward and then he's and like "Ooh, i really want to kiss you and then they kiss and uh, then they, he vamps out they they did actually look like really good kissers i'm not gonna lie um they definitely seem to be enjoying themselves they did yeah yeah, which and, good thing because they're probably going to be doing that a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, how does she not know that he's a vampire yet? Does she, I, I, you know, it's so for some reason making out with Buffy makes him vamp out. Yeah, well, I, I think it's because he was fucking with the curse because he had a, he was toying with having a moment of happiness. Like we know that the curse is if you're ever happy again. Uh, you'll lose your soul and you'll go back to being just a demon. Um. Yeah, do not spill your beer. I almost spilled yourself. my beer. But he vamps out and she screams. It's not even a really good scream. It was a bad scream. And he he they jumps out the window. They should have rehired the locker room girl from the first episode. Oh yeah. So he jumps out Just the window. Just to come window. in there and scream for her. This is my favorite part, though, is he jumps out the window and slides headfirst down the roof <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking slip and slide. <laughs> Uh, and and it's like, uh, wait, but your mom's in the house. You know she's going to hear you scream. Were you even really that scared, Buffy? I mean, sure, you were just making out with him, but are you that surprised? It was just... Uh, it was... It was just... This, it's, it's just uh, one of those episodes where I think Joss was like, fuck, I need to figure out where the rest of this is going. You guys write something real quick and... I'm gonna go sequester myself. This was this was definitely like a the damp the, underground the lair. C team. This was the C team <laughs> because it wasn't the A team. It de it wasn't even the B team. Yeah, this was the C team because it's not a well written episode. It's not a well shot episode. It's not a particularly well acted episode. Speaking of A, Bs, and Cs, I've noticed something fun this episode. What is that? Almost all of the characters, especially the main characters. Um, I just noticed this taking notes. They all have names that start with different letters, which makes it really handy for taking notes. But then you think about it a little more. Hold on. And we've got A, Angel, B, Buffy, C, Cordelia, D, Darla. And then we skip to the end of the alphabet and we've got X, Xander, W, Willow. They're all sequentially alphabetical huh. names that's weird and then we've got you know luke and the master and giles crammed somewhere in the middle um it, your your whole method just broke down it, yeah the whole thing just broke but there's still they all have names starting with different letters though i am now ashamed that i have been writing actual <laughs> names in my notes uh, you don't need to you're welcome i'm probably still gonna write congratulations <laughs> 
So what happens next? I... Uh, they're back at the school. It's the next day. And fucking nice guy Xander. So Buffy's telling Buffy's telling the Scooby gang about how it doesn't Angel make isn't... sense. It doesn't make sense that he he's didn't a attack vampire. her because vampires exactly. are just demons. And Xander through this whole scene is like, well, he's a vampire. You know what you have to do. You have to kill him. Xander mansplains for a moment. Oh, my God. And more, important, more importantly, Willow is like, oh, my God, Buffy, you're upset. And like being a good friend. And uh-huh. Xander's like, well, time to kill him. Yeah. Oh, thank God. And of course, Giles Time being rid of him, is like, yeah, Xander's kind of right. And, and, and you, you know, are the slayer. With the amount of information they had, Xander wasn't wrong and still managed to be a dick about it. Yeah. Uh, like, like, okay, okay, I get it. It's a fucked up situation. That's no, that's no lie. But <laughs> why do you have to be an asshole? Well, it's because he was like, uh, oh, thank God. Um, now I can rightfully claim your vagina. I guess. I. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's fucking awful. And then Cordelia has the most useless, inter- almost interaction <laughs> with them, where we think that she's overheard Buffy talking about a vampire, or no, no, no Xander saying vampire, and he replaces it with umpire, yes, which I umpire. thought was frankly a good cover. Yeah. But it turns out she's just Irma Girding about somebody else's dress because it's the same as hers. And, and she thinks it's a knockoff. Typical and... shallow Cordelia moment. moment and, and the he... the scene ends with Buffy going, and I thought we had problems. Yeah, they found a way to make this show formulaic in as little as seven episodes. So, uh, luckily, we know they break out from that later. Yeah. That's the only reason we're all here still doing this. <laughs> uh... You mean besides me? No. We have to achieve our dreams, otherwise we wither and die. We're going to the other cool place in Sunnydale. So we go from there to Angel's, Angel's apartment. First off, where the fuck was he? Because we see him coming home and it it's shown that it's daytime. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, uh, okay, like, this is what I was talking about earlier. I was like, where was he hiding in her place when it was daytime? Uh, because, okay, spoiler alert, Darla shows up in his Darla, apartment. Darla is at his apartment. She's and like, well, you, but you, he's like, well, I'm not one of you anymore. And she's like, well, clearly you are. And rips open his window shade. And he hisses at the sunlight and goes, and she's just standing there in the sunlight. And then she's under the sunbeam. She's under the sun. Okay, I can forgive that. But he just stays in the sunlight and it doesn't actually do anything to him now it was i don't know if it like maybe it's not perfectly direct sunlight or something but it's it's it shouldn't have hurt him at all because he looked like he was in pain and then he's just like oh i'm adjusting to it like his and also irises why would a vampire have fucking windows that can open yeah what a dumb... Opens so easily that she just, like, pulls a cord. <laughs> you know, they, they, they're pretty fast and loose with the vampires in sunlight rule in the in the whole canon of the, the show. If you recall, I think it's around, like, season five or six. Um, spoiler alert, jumping way ahead here. But there's an episode where Spike is driving his car. Right. And it's fully daytime, and he's got all of his windows blacked out, except, like, this one tiny hole in the front of the window and i'm yeah, like no and it makes yeah, that does it, that's not a thing that you can do as a vampire you get first of all you'd get pulled over immediately and for some reason in this scene angel does not kill darla he lets darla basically talk shit at him yeah. and then she leaves yeah and then we go back to the library where Xander's still basically pushing for Buffy to just outright kill Angel. Well, I guess you're going to have to kill him. And fucking Giles really stepped up his game in this episode because all of a sudden, not only does he know where Angel came from, but he know, like oh, he, yeah. know, he knows 
a good amount of detail of like where he was from, when he was turned, <laughs> like how he rampaged across Europe and when they like they even know when he came to oh, the US. Oh, now that you mention it, um yes, Angelus has been along quite some time. I've been around for like 240 years. Yes. Oh, that Angelus. And it's so handy that Buffy got to see him without a shirt on to see the tattoo on his back because right. that like because uh, he had a scratch on his torso. Uh, um, there's a lot of shoehorn of information in this episode that it's just like <laughs> so fucking unnatural that it's like. Wasn't it convenient that we were there to get all of that unnecessary yes. information? It seems superfluous at the time. <laughs> I just wrote. Cut to Master's Lair, the Master is an idiot, and I wrote nothing else. I don't know anything else about the next scene. I, I, I said Darla and Master, an awkward-ass kid. Darla plans for Angel to kill oh, Buffy, yes. contrived self-preservation, yes. something, yada, yada. That's literally what I wrote, because that was the scene. Like, the Master was talking to Darla, and she's like, oh, but this isn't a problem at all, because... He, the angel, will kill Buffy. The master is like, are you giving me orders now? Wait, do you have a plan? It was such a weak moment for everybody. The first scene we get with these these characters is him saying, no, Darla, you can't do your plan. We're going to send in the three. Then the three fail. And then the next plan is, since they failed, since they failed, you can kill them, Darla. Yeah. And then... Darla's like, I have a plan. And he's like, oh, fuck you. You can't tell me what to do. Oh, wait, you have a plan? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you know, the sign of good management is being able to take ideas with grace. Yeah. Without being a dick bag about it. And, you know, accept that maybe sometimes your people will fail because yeah. no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. No, kill the failures. And fuck your guys' plans. You should definitely just knock off your A-team here because you have a reputation to keep up. Exactly. Underground with this small child. <laughs> by yourself. Oh, God. <laughs> Nothing weird going on here. So we go back to the library. <laughs> it's the library at night. Yeah. Buffy and Willow are trying to study history. And then they do nothing but talk about boys. And then they do nothing about talk about boys, but talk about boys. And Darla's spying on them. Which is completely fucking pointless. Yeah. I guess it was just to, like, show that Darla knew when Buffy was going to be home, I guess. Well, and it kind of filled in a minor plot hole with, she was like, oh, well, he's going to kill Buffy, Angel's going to kill Buffy because Buffy's going to try to kill him. And I was like... How the fuck are you going to make that happen? And in the next the next scene is when she makes it happen. Yeah, so she so she starts fucking with Buffy's mom. She gets she gets invited in by lying to Buffy's mom that she's a student yep. teaching uh Buffy history stuff, which was kind of a brilliant little ploy. Yet she gives her actual fucking name, which is stupid. Eh. If she didn't give her name, that would have just added confusion. Oh, you're right. Yeah, then Giles wouldn't have known later who it was. Exactly. You're right. And first off, her plan here is flimsy as fucking hell. Oh, absolutely. And should not have worked. No, not at all. All of a sudden, <laughs> Angel just happens to be at Buffy's her house plan at the exact was apparent. right time. Yeah. Had this timing not gone down in he- just supernaturally perfectly. Yeah. There was no plan. She was so apparently her plan was this. I'm going to get Buffy's mom to invite me in, and I will attack her, and then Angel will show up there, and he will be so viciously hungry for a human (sighs) that he will have a moment of weakness, and he will hold his mother in his arms, and I will leave, just, I will just saunter out the back door, and Buffy will come in. At the exact, exact right time. At exactly that moment. And see him there holding her body. And it will be a Shakespearean style misunderstanding. And Angel will not be able to explain it away. And, and it he will works. definitely And ha- it somehow fucking works. And he will definitely have his vampire face at that yes. moment. <laughs> and then Buffy throws him out the window. 
I feel like he jumped out the window. No, I, I'm pretty that makes positive. More sense, I'm pretty though. positive because he goes out <laughs> backwards. Okay, I'm pretty positive Buffy threw him out the window. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I don't remember. I wasn't paying attention. I, mostly, I I like the idea of him being thrown out a window because I, that's one of my favorite words, he got which de- is defenestrated. Defenestrated. Yes. He did. He yeah. got defenestrated. Thank you, bored linguists. <laughs> So, uh, so Buffy calls an ambulance and Xander and Willow show up because obviously they have trackers. They have <laughs> impeccable timing. Always. Like, I don't even understand why the fuck they showed up. Why the hell did they even have them written into the scene at all? They could have just had them at the hospital because Buffy would have called them to the hospital. Yeah. Why the fuck did... There was like, absolutely... Now that you mention it... There's I didn't no even, point. I didn't even think that far into it, but shit, you're right. Why did they even show up at all? They didn't like, not... They said, like, one word, and it was akin to, what happened? And that, like... <laughs> Yeah. It does nothing. It adds yeah. nothing. It just makes it more weird yeah. that these people are following Buffy around like fucking children. Yeah. And then so cut to Giles at the hospital already. Um where Buffy's mom who's already awake is like, "Wait, I, who's this?" I wrote hospital in my margin yeah. to note that that's what the next scene is. I literally didn't write anything for what happened in the hospital. I I've got uh, G shows up, awkward. B beats herself up about A. Buffy beats herself up about Angel, and it is <laughs> is Giles wearing an ascot? It, I I couldn't tell if he had like this silky scarf thing going on. I don't. I know. mean, he is British. So he is British. That'd I be mean, totally. It would be acceptable. In character, and that, you know what? There's nothing wrong with being a little fashionable, regardless. But, <laughs> uh, unless you're Cordelia, and then that's just not okay. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it was either an ascot that wasn't tied properly, or it was just a tie that he had around his neck, and he had untied it because he's not at work anymore. Fuck this yeah, shit. I- Anyway, just thought that was funny. What annoys me is the bit here at the hospital. Yeah. So Buffy's mom says, your friend. And nobody says, wait. Buffy, No, Buffy even says, my friend. And then her mom doesn't repeat herself or anything. And Buffy doesn't press. Nobody presses. No one. It was a big old stinky plot hole. There's plenty of them in this episode. Yeah. And then we cut to the scene, a scene back at Angel's it's place. like the whole show's anus just opened <sighs> up and let out a big old silent one. <laughs> just it went, wasn't Woof. silent enough. We still had to listen to the episode. <laughs> but Angel and Darla are back at Angel's place and Angel still doesn't fucking kill her. Yeah. Like, he even pins her against the wall, and she's like, oh, you're hurting me. That's good. Yeah, they, they it's built like he, a little bit of kinky sex sexual tension. Why doesn't he just fucking kill her? <laughs> uh, it's the stupidest soul. fucking thing ever. Uh, uh, uh. And then, so oh, Buffy we were, they goes, revealed. I mean, to be fair, they did spend some time revealing a little bit of their history. Like, they yeah. go way back, apparently. But she's really just a butthurt ex-girlfriend. She's just jealous of a high schooler. Yeah. Basically. Because her boyfriend, who isn't her boyfriend... She's not, literally not even the same person anymore because he got his soul back. Yeah. He can't be... The, like, he's not... They're, yeah. And she's trying to talk him into everyone being evil Everyone in this again. episode is dumb. Everyone in this episode is dumb. Absolutely everyone. Everyone. Yeah. So Buffy goes and like, gets gear... She gets the crossbow like, and then shoots the oh, crossbow no. at a poster. And I have to men- I have to mention this poster. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> this poster cap- is captioned "Smoking, Smoking sucks. sucks," and it has a like super sexy model dude 
with no shirt on with a cigarette in his mouth. And it's like, that poster <laughs> is sending mixed messages. Very mixed. <laughs> You're not wrong. And the other thing is, is why is that poster in the library? <laughs> what did you see in the library? That's where the weapons are. I mean, we never did find out why Giles oh, needed to man. fill the position so quickly. <laughs> what happened to the previous librarian? Maybe he smoked. <laughs> The logic here is stupid. Big surprise with this what? episode. Buffy's logic here is that Angel must live by the bronze, so I'm going to go to the bronze, and he'll be at the bronze. Yeah. And he is at the bronze. Why? Who knew? <laughs> like, Everybody. Because it was in the script. Apparently. <laughs> they had the script how, handy. How did we know where to stand? Somebody told me. Angel's an <laughs> idiot, too. Because he doesn't take any moment whatsoever in confront with this confrontation with Buffy to try and explain anything to her before she is about to kill him. The only reason... So they fight a little. Yeah, a little. And she gets thrown on the ground. She misses on purpose, <clears throat> inexplicably. The point is, though, is like Angel has plenty of opportunity to explain himself before she fires, and she purposely misses... And that's the only reason he's alive. And then he decides to fucking explain to her that Darla bit her mom. Yeah. The whole thing made no fucking sense. I was like, wait, does he want to die? Is he trying yeah. to let her kill him? And he's like, he's talking like, because she says something along the lines of she calls out his name or whatnot. And he's like, oh, you're hunting me like an animal. I'm an animal, right? Why are you egging her on like this? You're trying to kill yourself. I what think the fuck? I think he was just trying because he knew Darla was there, and he's apparently leading Darla on because he has some plan to kill Darla later, and it hinges on her thinking that he's on her side again, inexplicably suddenly after you know a century of not. Not much left here, to be honest. Not really. We do get kind of a clever line from Buffy when, because Angel says, oh, yeah. oh, it's Darla that that did it. And Darla shows up. Oh, wait, and... wait. There was there was another line that I had marked as a quote of the day. Okay, go Before ahead. that. She where, hasn't had know, one yet. He says the thing about an animal, and she says, you're not an animal. Animals I like. And... <laughs> Okay, that was a halfway decent burn, but she know. she even says to him, "I've killed a lot of vampires. I've never hated one before." And his response actually is pretty decent too, because it, he responds with something along the lines of "Feels good, doesn't it? Makes it simple." And it's <laughs> yeah. like, no, he's obviously like trying to encourage her to be cold and vicious to vampires. Yeah, but it's like you're doing it wrong because you're trying like, and I don't even remember what he said, but. There was uh, speaking of mixed signals, like this whole episode, that poster was the poster child of this episode. <laughs> Fuck a doodle do. Because <laughs> he suddenly threatens her again. He's like, I'll tear you apart or something. She sets down her fucking crossbow and walks right up to him. And she's like, Yeah, do it. I'm like, what? Obviously, all of a sudden, she trusts you, him now. Well, you're calling his bluff now, all of a sudden. So then Darla shows up. <laughs> she says, well, that's the saddest thing in the world. And Buffy responds with, what, bad hair on top of that outfit? Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't wrong. No. Oh, man. I mean, okay, uh, Darla does not look young enough to pull off being a high schooler. No, no, to she be does fair. not. I feel like Buffy's mom should have said something about that. In Buffy's mom's defense, if you look at most of the kids that Buffy goes to school with, they all look mid-20s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Darla doesn't fuck around. She pulls out guns. <laughs> oh God, I forgot about that. Oh, it's so stupid. I mean, the thing, the thing is, is the actress herself obviously like did not have any like gun training. Absolutely like, none. The the 
the whole scene with her using the guns feels awkward. She does not look good using the guns. Yeah. It looks weird and off. So I I don't remember <laughs> at all what Darla said. It was fucking pointless. And then we have the most ridiculous start to this even more ridiculous fight scene. First of all, Buffy just somehow stomps on her crossbow and it kicks just it up flies like a, up like, into her hands like a skateboard kicks it up into the air yeah. and catches she it just stomped on it like there's no part of that that you could have gotten that no. kind of leverage no definitely not how the fuck did that just but happen Tyler's like i have guns and pulls out two guns with the dumbest one-liner ever she says mm, scary pulls up the guns scarier and i'm like oh no a vampire with guns and so she shoots like two or three times and hits angel once and that is literally the most successful shot she's had she practically unloads these fucking guns and hits fucking nothing fuck all nothing like even (laughs) even giles and xander and willow weren't really that scared of it no and of course they they've shown up at the at the bronze and they are up in the fucking rafters Uh uh-huh and this is a kind of funny bit. Because so they were at the bronze. They, I didn't yeah, realize they, that all they went showed, down at the bronze. They show they showed up a little bit late. Uh, they okay. ended up going to the bronze because Buffy's mom mentioned Darla to Giles, and Giles is like, "Oh shit, we gotta tell, we gotta tell Buffy. Uh-huh. We don't want Buffy to kill Angel for some reason. I don't know why Buffy or why Giles all of a sudden cares about Angel. I don't think it was so much that he cared about Angel so much as he knew something was fishy." Oh, so yeah, they show up at the bronze and they're up in the rafters. And this is actually kind of clever because Giles and Xander are like, we need to figure out some sort of distraction. And Willow just yells to Buffy, hey, Darla bit your mom. It was an angel to like distract Darla. Yeah. Fucking guts there, Willow. Damn. Right. I mean, she didn't know that Darla couldn't hit fucking anything with her guns. Uh Uh-huh. Wait, oh yeah, so I was trying to say, I don't think it's so much that uh, Giles cares about Angel all of a sudden, so much as he could tell something fishy was going on, and it was kind of important information that Darla was in Buffy's house and was the one who attacked her mother. Yeah, yeah, I, di- I didn't think about it that way, That you're right. It yeah. is, it's important to know that Darla is sitting on an invitation into Buffy's house. That's good fucking knowledge. Problematic at best. But, spoiler alert, Angel kills Darla. Yep. So, I actually forgot Darla died. <laughs> um, she didn't even turn into ash. She turned into, like, bubble tea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she stuck around a lot longer. I did, too. I thought she was even into, like, maybe even the second season. Yeah. But I, I think we're confusing her with a different character. It's possible. Also, there are flashbacks that have her, so maybe or that's what confused me about maybe it. Maybe it's it's possible because the master gets super pissed that she's dead. Oh yeah, maybe somehow, he- somehow, even though the only witnesses to her being killed are Angel, <laughs> yes. Buffy, Giles, Xander, and Willow, somehow the the master knows that she died, <laughs> and yeah. he's super pissed. Uh huh. Which, why the fuck is he so angry? He's been killing his minions left and fucking right. Left and right. And she's clearly a lesser minion. Yeah. Like, he... Uh, uh, this whole fuck... Everyone is dumb. <laughs> everyone is dumb. And this is when the, the the augmentation on the kid's voice is the most noticeable. Yeah. Um, it's like, they, they tried. And even then, like... They tried. Kind of. The really creepiness of the scene of, like, the kid, like, puts out his hand and the master, like, grabs his hand and he, like, helps the master up. And they, like, oh, they had a moment. Trot to the goddamn. <laughs> oh, it's fucking wrong, man. Yeah. Somebody give Nambla a call. I think they're missing a member. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength, strength. Give, give, give me more! Nights, I shall walk Hold on. You've got something here. Huh? So, we go back to the bronze, and the bronze is open again. They're, f- uh, they're having, like, a post-fumigation party, and Buffy's like, what's the difference? 
and Xander has a decent line. He says, Hardy or cockroaches? <laughs> but mm, cockroaches. Of course, Angel's there. Of course. Of course, this is a little bit of a cleverness in the writing because Buffy is like, oh, I, I haven't seen Angel. They gave Willow a cute line. Yeah, and because she says something along the lines Didn't make the episode of, worthwhile, but no. it helped. She says something along the lines of, well, maybe he, maybe he's watching you, like right now, like he's over there. <laughs> yeah, like no, actually, he's he's watching you right now. And of course, in the bar, he's in the creepiest dark corner he can find. Yeah, like staring at her through the slats <laughs> in a set of stairs. Oh she man! She turns around and looks, and he's so gone. So they go out to the dance floor. They dance like ever so briefly, and then they kiss. And then the fucking last line Angel says is. It burns, and we show it shows that he has the cross that that he Her gave necklace. Buffy burned him. <laughs> burned him, and like, I have to know that not only is I don't know about you, but when I kiss someone, my chest isn't necessarily touching theirs. Yeah, no, I I don't understand. Well, I mean, my thought was, well, her necklace must have been swinging forward. He's taller. Yeah, so he that, leaned down. That doesn't make any sense either. It doesn't You're make right. like. Like, but it, it, it was maybe he, if he hugged her, but he didn't hug her in the scene. Yeah. And even so, it's high enough up on his chest that she's not <laughs> tall enough to have done it. Uh, they just like the rest of the fucking episode. It just it puts the punctuation on it that they failed to take into account a lot of fucking logic or burned him by osmosis. <laughs> and boy, was it sure clever that. We thought they were talking about it being emotionally painful. And then, oh, oh <laughs> he was just actually being burned by her necklace because he's a vampire. Fuck this episode, Yeah, man. apparently the Christian god is... Uh, Fuck this episode. I don't like necklace. it. I think it's a shitty episode. I think it is <laughs> unquestionably the shittiest episode we've seen yet. Surprisingly, I even though this it gave be... us the most exposition about a character... That's that, the problem. That we had That's a lot of questions about. That's all it about. was. That's all it was. Yeah. And what little hints that we had gotten about him before this wasn't enough to build a whole fucking episode on. Mm-hmm. They should have, like, some of this exposition should have happened previous to this, but it didn't. It just made it where all there was to do in this episode was to be exposition. They could have worked it in somewhere, but yeah. No, they they just shoehorned it all into one episode. They could have had a secondary fucking plot line that actually made sense. Yeah. Like, make the three actually fucking be a thing through the whole fucking episode. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, that definitely would have made it a thousand times more interesting. Don't fucking show us these pretty badass fucking looking vampires and then kill them before you reach the fucking halfway point. Interweave it a bit with, yeah, if if they had just stuck with the three being an actual problem throughout the episode. Yeah. While they exposited. One half-assed fight. Yeah. Oh, this whole fucking mess just pisses me off. And Gosh, Rex, tell us how you really feel. I am. <laughs> uh. Well, there's just, there's not, there's not much humor in this episode. No. It, not the kind of humor that we, like, there was more humor in the episode where a bunch of kids fucking cannibalize the goddamn principal. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my question. So now we know all this shit about Angel. How does he remember what he did before he got his soul back. How the shit does that work? So now he has to... Li- why does he even feel guilty about that? Like, yeah, why does why does Angel... Uh, rephrasal. Why does Angel's soul make him feel guilty about things that his body was done, that the demon made his body do while there was no soul? Yeah. It, 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 he should just be like... Even if he does remember all of those things... He, I mean, he should be traumatized, but yeah, there's no amount of guilt that should be attributed to that. Like, uh, oh no, you got murdered at some point, obviously by Darla. Because the way Giles explains the whole becoming a vampire thing, he explains it as the vampire kills the person, the soul goes away, yeah, and a demon takes up residence, yeah. in uh, presumably the same fashion that there was a soul in the body, yes. So 
So, since the gypsies gave him his soul back, the soul is just sharing space with the demon. Yeah, is the, so the demon's still in there, I guess. Uh, and <laughs> This hurts my head. Hey, got your steak. So, uh, what are your thoughts coming out of this episode, Rex? Fuck this episode, man. Fuck this episode hard. <laughs> do, do you even have Do you even have a quote of the day? Not really. I don't either. Um, I always write down "gur arg" at the end. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty solid. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't talked about that yet, actually. Um. um I I hear I missed one of my quotes of the day from the very beginning. It's actually a Xander quote. Okay. Um, they were at the bronze and he sarcastically says, let's stop this crazy whirly gig of fun we're having here. I'm dizzy. And I, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty solid. Yeah, cause, I mean, rye and sarcastic Buffy's delivery. super fucking mopey at this point. She's mopey through the whole fucking episode. So that was fun. Did you have a quote of the day? Not really. <laughs> uh. <sighs> Stick with us, kids. We're having a great time here. <laughs> I, you know, when we started this, like in our first and second episode, we we had decided that there, this show was so fucking quotable that oh, we would man. find something every episode. You to, know, it's gonna bounce like, back. We knew the first season was shit. <laughs> We're just, I, we just didn't know that the first season, uh, most of the shitty was one episode. <laughs> Uh, don't jinx it, man. We still got what five episodes left. Um, we have five episodes. You are correct. Five episodes. Five left. more maybe, season one episodes. Maybe they just felt that the last episode was so fucking good. Oh my god, we can't have an episode that good. I don't know if it was <laughs> that good, but it was one of the better. On it was so far, it's been my favorite episode this season. No, I agree, certainly in comparison. Um, <laughs> Unquestionably, in I, comparison think we're gonna, to this I think we're gonna feel a, bit, a lot better about the uh show in its entirety once we get much deeper. Yeah, much, at, deeper. you know, dude, I, at the rate it's going, at the rate this season is going, yeah. it makes me really question how this show ever got contracted for another season. I well, it's because it was girls talking about boys constantly <laughs> and passing itself off as feminism <sighs> while Xander was a whiny little bitch. That's how they got the male audience. I, if there was one, it make it, I find time, it interesting. I didn't start watching it until after I graduated high school, which was after the show finished airing. I didn't actually. The first time I watched it was uh, the year after the last season. Yeah, me too. So, so, like, the exact same time. Yeah. The thing about it is, is watching this this season, it makes me really, like, really question and kind of look back at this day, the, the age that this show's from yeah. in the late 90s and wonder how this fucking rated as feminist. <laughs> I mean, I, I think... It was pointed out to me, I'm not sure how accurate it is, but uh, that Willow may or may not be one of the first uh, lesbian characters on television. I don't know. I'm going to look into that. We're going to need to look that up. Yeah. Because if that's true, then holy shit, we're just living in the dark ages here. Yeah. I think. I just Like, uh... that's how this qualifies as feminism? So that's... I think we're going to end up eating our words. I think I think it gets way better. Um, and if I remember right, the the climax of the season is at least good, I, and I I hope it is. But this episode is fucking trash. And you know what? I have I decided halfway through watching this episode that I'm never going to watch this episode again. Yeah, one dead fish <laughs> and a big airy fart and. Uh, yeah, that's my quote of the day. <laughs> that, yes, there's <laughs> your quote of the day. There's my quote of the <laughs> fucking day. On that note, we'll call it. 
This has been another episode of Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Have a good day. See you next week or something. Do we do this weekly? done why are we watching this <laughs>